Yes. A person can have a ghost and be like, ah, look, there's an old, old-timey old person in a scary dress. Yeah. What about, like, a ghost dog? Yes. So if there was, like, a, a guard dog that died in the line of duty, they could come back as a ghost? Yeah. What about a ghost cat? I think so. You know when you, like, see something out of the corner of your eye? Ghost cat? Yeah. I oh. think it's probably ghost cats. When you, like, and there's nothing there. You just, like, see movement. Mm-hmm. I think that's ghost cats. I I really hope that's the case. I would be very happy if there were ghost cats around. I'd make <laughs> friends with them, I think. Aww. What about a ghost uh, seagull? No. Wait, no ghost seagull? I don't think so. How about a ghost mouse? No, I don't think so. Why? It's too small? Yeah. <laughs> so it's based on size? I think so. Not like intelligence. What about a ghost octopus? They're very intelligent. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I've never considered a ghost octopus before. Well, maybe everyone should consider ghost octopuses. <laughs> Are you advocating is... for octopuses now? <laughs> yes. Okay. And it is octopuses. Octopuses. Not octopi. Octopies. What about a ghost dolphin? No. No? I don't think so. Ghost blue whale? No. Is there anything in the sea that can be a ghost? I don't think so. For some reason, like, the water doesn't seem like a ghost place. Oh, I think it's the most haunted place around. Mm. It's full of ghosts. True. Lots of people die in the ocean. Yeah. Lots of whales, too. True. What about a ghost bear? Yeah. So, okay, wait, wait. Can anything that's not a mammal be a ghost? I think so. Like what? Well, now I can't think of anything. <laughs> alligator? Sure. So you think a ghost alligator is fine? Yeah. What about a ghost gecko? That's gross. But do they exist? <laughs> no. Iguana? No. So it seems like it's a size thing. Maybe. What's the smallest thing that could be a ghost? A cat? Yeah. What's the biggest thing that could be a ghost? You said no whales. How about an elephant? Yeah, maybe an elephant. <laughs> so you're pretty much in mammals outside of alligators. Yeah. Can any fish be ghost? A shark. Ghost shark. No. Would you watch a movie about a ghost shark? I would. I'd watch that. That sounds fun. Can any person be a ghost? Yes. Or there's or people some people too dumb. Maybe they're too dumb. Can you be too small to be a ghost? Since yours is mostly based on size. I don't think you can be too small to be a ghost. So a baby could be a ghost. Yeah. Good to know. What if you're just really short? Can you still be a ghost? Yeah. Okay, that's good. <laughs> what if you're really tall? Like you're seven foot five? Can you still be a ghost? Yeah. Okay. I think so. So all people. All people. Monkeys? Yes. All monkeys. All monkeys. What about a little squirrel monkey? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I don't quite get it, but like I, I said, I I'm basing I... this off nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we base most of what we do off nothing. Sure. What, uh, my theory, maybe, that I just made up right now, I think humans can only see human ghosts. Cats can see oh. cat ghosts. Dogs can see dog ghosts. I still think I'm fish can seeing see fish ghosts. cat ghosts out of the corner of my eye. Ah, cat ghosts. Did you see it? No. Oh, man. Oh, I there missed it, goes. it. It was nice. Was it a nice cat? Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, should we uh, do this podcast? Oh, we're doing a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. And it has nothing to do with ghosts. Although but... Christmas, Christmas is a pretty ghosty time. Really. True. Long tradition of ghosts in Christmas stories. Very true. It's like Christmas Carol. There are three ghosts in that one. Yeah. Yeah. Is Santa All a ghost? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he was a benevolent guy and then he died and now he came back to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the ghost of Karl Marx. <laughs> Big beard, wearing red, 
evenly distributing the wealth amongst the people. Mm. I think it might be the ghost of Karl Marx. <laughs> he just became Santa? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I am not going to say anything else. But again, <laughs> this is a podcast. So welcome everyone to another episode of I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Karl Marx of Santa Randala. And with me is... Samantha, I don't believe in penguin ghosts, Randawa. I never said I didn't believe in penguin ghosts. So penguins can be ghosts? Yes. Are they the only bird that can be a ghost? I think so. An owl? Oh, they're pretty spooky. Yeah. Okay, owls and penguins. (laughs) Yeah. Ostrich. No. So for birds, only the middle-sized ones. If you're too small, you can't be. If you're too big, you can't be. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So that that one, for some reason, makes sense to me. I get that. Okay, great. And, um... Yeah, well, this is a podcast not about ghosts, but about Christmassy stuff today. Christmas. And we here at I Love This You Should Too are members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported and does not support our idea that Karl Marx is in fact Santa and that ostriches can't be ghosts. I believe the company says ostriches can be ghosts. I think that's their line. Oh, okay. When we signed on, didn't they say like, and remember, ostriches, ostriches can be ghosts and we had to sign a thing yeah Yeah. i do remember that actually (laughs) well today we have a little bit of something different because it's our first christmas episode so we are each going to give you a couple of christmas songs that we're into and then sam's gonna let us know what our big christmas watch is Mm -hmm. that we're gonna be talking about next week but before we get into everything let's thank our first sponsor and this episode of i love this you should too is brought to you by the Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you can be calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online, anytime, on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. All right, well, let's get into Christmassy things. And we have been getting into Christmassy things for quite some time. You'll remember if you listen to this podcast, Samantha made a deal with me that we will only start doing Christmas stuff one month earlier. So starting on November 25th. Yes. And when did we start? November 25th. No. (laughs) What did we do on November 12th? We listened to Christmas music for a couple hours. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we watched Christmas movies and made Christmas cookies. That was a special concession for Karis, though. True. But also, when we were driving on November 12th, you said, put on Christmas music. And I said, oh, I don't know. It's a little early. And then I was collectively called a (laughs) Grinch for not listening to Christmas music on November 12th. Even though you know that I'm someone that will give you a full month of Christmas and will do four Christmas-based episodes. (laughs) I'm a Grinch. No, you're not a Grinch. We do have a different tastes. We in, do. In, well, that's the purpose of the and show. And you'll see but when we reveal our Christmas picks. When you go to Christmas music, you go to the big hits right off the top, and you like to go on repeat. And there's a lot of that one Mariah Carey song. Yes. And it does, I will admit, it does cut through my soul like a knife sometimes. I don't think that that is the best Christmas song as much as we hear it. And then... Because I know in the world I'm going to hear All I Want for Christmas is You Mm -hmm. over and over again. Yeah. So I don't like to listen to it at home. 
Because, you know, I'm going to hear it 12 times a day for the sure. next month. Sure. Did you know, um, so she sang it in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade uh, this year, and she had to read off a teleprompter for the lyrics. Huh. Like, she doesn't know the lyrics to her, like, her I feel biggest like song ever. I know the lyrics Yeah. That. <laughs> so it was interesting. Um, I saw, like, a background shot of, like, of her from behind, and you can see the lyrics on the teleprompter. I, I like that. That song is uh, is a pretty good bird. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't want much for Christmas. Nothing special. Oh, what do you want? You. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing special. Nothing good. Nothing good. Just you. Nothing big. Yeah. <laughs> it is a burn. Well, we know you're not going to pick Mariah Carey because that was your pick last year. Yeah. So Sam, want to lead us off into our wonderful world of Christmas music, thus proving I am not a Grinch because I'm going to have to edit this and listen to all these songs so, so many times. It's true. You're not a Grinch. Uh, so my first pick of the year is My Only Wish This Year by Britney Spears. And this is an original song um, that she recorded in 2000. And I think it still stands up. Um, and I think the interesting thing about this song is that it really came back 10 years later and is now like pretty standard in the Christmas pop rotation. Did you ever ask Santa for a, a human to be wrapped up under the Christmas tree? No, I did not. <laughs> that sounds crazy when you say it like that. <laughs> but there is a, a long line of Christmas songs asking for people. Yes. Like, bring me someone to love and wrap them up and put them under the tree. <laughs> yeah, it's Which, true. if it literally happened, would be terrifying. It would be terrifying. You came down on Christmas morning and there's just someone like... <laughs> or an unconscious man under your tree. Yeah, I'd call the cops. Yes, that would be terrifying. But I do like that premise better than when there's um, people hitting on Santa. I don't like those songs. Oh, no, I don't like sexy Santa songs. No, and I also don't like sexy baby songs. True. And there's that one that's like both like, I'm a sexy Christmas baby. Oh, from Community? Well, no, that's the parody of... Um, <laughs> right. What's the actual one? Santa Baby? Santa Baby, yeah. Yeah, when they sing like a baby, but yeah. a sexy baby? Sexy baby. I'm not a fan of the, the whole sexy baby thing. Sexy Christmas baby is a big genre on <laughs> <It> Christmas really <laughs> music. <is. laughs> um, I like this one. It's just like fun and light and fluffy, and it's not creepy. Well, except for the person wrapped up yes. under the Christmas Well, that's tree. true. But I, like you said, I think this is like a, a milder version of <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Um, and it's like classic Britney Spears. Did this come out at the, the height of Britney Mania? Yes. So there was a um, Christmas album called Platinum Christmas that had... Oh, I have it right here. You got some Monica, yeah. Joe, NSYNC, Christina Aguilera, Santana. That seems like a bit of a departure. Dave Matthews. Oh, uh, Dido, Backstreet Boys, R. Kelly, 
TLC. What was the TLC Christmas song? I don't, I don't know. know that one. We'll I feel like I would know that. Yeah. I, I want to find out that TLC Christmas song, and that might be my pick for next year's thing, because <laughs> I don't know that one. Perfect. Yeah, so I don't know. It's just like it's fun, and it feels Christmassy because it's got like jingle bells in it. And uh, so that's my first pick for your holiday playlist. It seems like a good uh, Christmas party yeah. one. Yeah. If you're doing a... What late night? No, early two thousands. Christmas party, that, yeah. Christmas That's party. My favorite Maybe you just put on that whole album. It I think like. so. I think it's of a time. Yeah, and I think this is one of the few that actually made it out of like the Christmas album itself. This one's become more known widely. I'm surprised that I would. I'm not familiar with that. You'd think at the time I would have heard it a lot. Yeah, but you weren't a big Britney guy. Were you listening to rap? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't know why. When you say it like that, it kind of sounded offensive and accusatory. But yeah, yes, but I listen to other things okay. as well. But like, you can't be a person in the world and not know Britney Spears. Just True. like I don't go and listen to Mariah Carey, but I know Mariah. She Carey. finds you. She finds you. She yeah. seeks you out and she gets you. <laughs> she does. Um, True. I feel like this is one that you would have heard at least once. Yeah. Yeah. But I was too busy listening to rap. <laughs> I just mean to sound like I was accusing you of something. I, I just... <laughs> it was the tone. The tone was wrong. Okay, Indy, so what's your first pick for everyone's holiday playlist? Well, I feel now I, I got to bring it down in a classic indie way. Of course. <laughs> but also a classic way, which is also classic indie. Mm. Old-timey and kind of sad... It must be Indy. <laughs> it must be Indy's turn. So I have to go with the Judy Garland original version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. A uh, classic, classic song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Make the Yuletide gay. Next year all our troubles will be miles away. Once again, as in olden days, happy golden days of So this song was originally written in 1943 for the movie Meet Me in St. Louis, which is a production that I've been in before. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. And uh, when they originally wrote it, some of the lyrics were rejected because it was too sad. (laughs) It was criticized as being too depressing by uh, Vincente Minnelli and Judy Garland. Mm -hmm. I wonder, is that where they met? Maybe. Because then they'd go on and have um, Liza Minnelli. I'm not sure if this was their first project, because they worked on a few things together. I didn't realize that Eliza Minnelli was Judy Garland's daughter. Yeah. Why am I just learning that now? Yeah, that's pretty big, huh? Yeah. They're both uh, huge. I'm disappointed in myself. Am I wrong? Is that not true? No, I'm pretty sure that's true. I hope so. Well, it's going in the podcast. <laughs> so he did change some lines, like, um, 
the it may be your last and next year we'll all be living in the past. Yeah. They cut that and uh, change it to let your heart be light. And next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Mm. That's a little bit more upbeat and like hopeful. Yeah. And uh, it became very popular in World War II. And a lot of soldiers would listen to this. And it's 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 a quite melancholic song, but it does have a bit of an upbeat beat to it and that's how i like my christmas i like my the full range of emotions in my christmas music right. i like the sad ones i want some party jams in there too but i like a good mix mm-hmm. and then in 57 probably the next most famous version of it by frank sinatra came out and he wanted them to change the line until then we'll have to muddle through somehow and he asked uh, the writer to jolly up that line a little bit <laughs> So that's when that hang a shining star on the highest bell line came. Oh, interesting. And throughout the years, a bunch of more changes would go on. So lots of people have slightly different versions of it. But my favorite has to be the Judy Garland original from Meet Me in St. Louis. It is very low and slow, but it's still a classic. Still Christmas, baby. Still Christmas. No matter how low and slow you are. Oh, that sounds like an insult. Sorry. (laughs) But if you're too low and snow, slow, like a snake, you can't be a ghost. True. Right? Snakes can't be ghosts? No. Can any insects be ghosts? No. Not even like a dragonfly? No. Praying mantis? No. Cockroach? Bugs are gross. True. <laughs> bugs are ghosts? No, they're not. All right, Sam, what do you got next for us? Something to kick off this Christmas party? Yeah. Uh, so my next one is Christmas Tree Farm by... Taylor Swift, and it is a song that is kind of based in nostalgia for her years growing up on a Christmas tree farm as a child, and it kind of goes through to say, like, the world kind of sucks right now, but in my heart, there's a Christmas tree farm, and everybody's happy, and um, we're all living, like, our best lives in this Christmas tree farm. And uh, I think it's a really fun, modern Christmas song. Um, And it was released in 2019. In my heart is a Christmas tree farm where the people would come to dance under sparkling lights bundled up in their mittens and coats and the cider would flow. And I just want to be there tonight. That's a fun one. It's fun. And it's like a little bit more modern in its like language and lyrics and stuff. And it does kind of like reflect just how crazy the holiday season is. I wasn't very familiar with that one, but I like it because not just because I'm scared of Taylor Swift fans more than more than anyone. (laughs) I've been getting a lot of people angry at me because I said bad things about Modi, the um, Indian prime minister. But uh I will never say anything bad about Taylor Swift because I fear her audience more than anyone's. 
I was just looking at the comments on that video on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And it's all like, I'm in the middle of summer, listen to this, and if you don't fuck you, we'll kill you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a little bit much. That's and they're all about like, why would anyone listen to old classics when this is here? I'll see, Go I, don't, to I don't agree with that. Like, oh, that's a little... But what I love about this is because I think Christmas, and same with Christmas movies, I think an integral part, other than just being set at Christmas, is creating a sense of nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And this is totally nostalgia. I think, yeah, Christmas is very much rooted in nostalgia, and that's why most of the Christmas music I listen to is older, because mm -hmm. it gives you that sense. Yeah. So she's tapping into that, yes. but in something modern. Mm -hmm. Like that first little bit, I never hear her sing like that. Yeah. And it's a very, like, 1940s it is. style. It is. It's, like, the Christmas classics, but, like, modern And now. then as she um, kind of goes into her more, like, modern, contemporary Poppy, style of yeah. singing, the lyrics are still about nostalgia. Mm -hmm. So I think she's very smart in being able to tap into that, which makes it accessible to someone like me, while your um, Britney Spears and... Uh, Kelly Clarkson ones that you like a lot, mm -hmm. those ones don't have that same kind of feeling to me because I don't have the history with right. them. And I don't with this, but we kind of get a glimpse into her history. Yes. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I like this one. She uh, wrote, recorded, and released it in six days. Um, she wrote it over Thanksgiving weekend in 2019, and it was released like the next Friday. Also in the style of all like of the old 40s and 50s yeah. Christmas songs where someone would be like, hey, write the song. And like, all right, here you go. Yeah, and <laughs> recorded and out <laughs> yeah so i like this one it gives me like you said a good sense of nostalgia and it feels like she's singing about something inside a snow globe hmm. like it's like little insular happy world and if you haven't seen the video to this you should go check that mm -hmm. out because it is adorable and has a very young taylor yeah Smith. getting her first guitar and the video reminds me of my own childhood because Aww. it's very snowy it's the like early 90s yes. and you're like yeah i remember <laughs> yeah. that that looks like something I it remember. does yeah so it's all um home video footage which is it's adorable you're it right. looks like it's from a early 90s sony camcorder which i had as well it probably is <laughs> So, Indy, what's your final song for everyone's Christmas playlists? Well, I am going to go even further back to a song first written in the 1650s, but a more modern recording of it. And we are going to hear the Bright Eyes version of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Oh, classic. So this is probably what I was listening to for Christmas music in the early 2000s because this came out in 2002 and at the time the only way you could get it was to write into uh, Saddle Creek, the record label, and then they would mail it to you and you got I got like a handwritten card saying like, thanks for buying this album, Indy. And when you get the album, there's nothing to it. It's a piece of paper. I think it says once. A Christmas album by Bright Eyes and Friends. <laughs> There's no information on who sings which song oh, or wow. what there is. It's just like, it's kind of like a little recorded CD because yeah. they weren't very big at the time. A little mixtape? Yeah. <laughs> 
So this is probably my favorite version of it because it does have a bit of that nostalgia for me. The earliest known recording of this song, not a audio recording of course, but written, was from the 1650s. There is a parody version written as early as the 1820s, before already making fun. And in uh, A Christmas Carol, it appears in the Charles Dickens novella. I like that this Christmas song mentions Satan. That's also one of my favorite parts. You get like, real dark. <laughs> if you're gonna go religious, go all the yeah, way. Yeah, you have to. You have to bring Satan into it. Yeah, yeah. Save us all from Satan's power. Yeah, I uh, I like this one. It's like a very churchy um, version of Christmas, but it's like fun. And it's kind of spooky because again, Same. I like the full range of emotions of my Christmas songs. Yeah. <laughs> And do, should we talk linguistics? Because I love talking linguistics. Absolutely. <laughs> so God rest you, merry gentlemen. He's not saying like, hey, have a rest. It's more equivalent to God bless you, merry gentlemen. In earlier versions, used to say, uh, may God grant you peace and happiness. So that's kind of what God right. rest ye means. But ye is not something they would have ever said at the time. That's something that we put in later to make it sound old timey. So it's never... An objective pronoun. It's only a subjective pronoun. So hmm. you should never use ye like that. But we do now because it makes it sound old timey <laughs> and fun. And we're just using words wrong like usual. <laughs> yeah. But I love this Bright Eyes version because it is for your song that uh, directly talks about Satan. It's a pretty fun one. It's upbeat. Yeah. It's one of those upbeat Satan songs. <laughs> yeah. And the instrumentation kind of sounds like old-timey to me too but like not 1950s old-timey it kind of sounds like 1820s old-timey yeah Yeah, it's uh it's definitely like a stripped down version i've heard some like big like orchestral versions of this i either like the choir type Mm -hmm. or i like this version i don't love your bare naked ladies and garth brooks versions which are very famous as well yeah um i like this one this is a this is a christmas classic It is a Christmas classic, at least in this house it is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we hear about what we are going to watch for next week, let's hear a word from our second sponsor. Do you ever feel like just a number? A digit? A denominator? A decimal? Another cog in the big bank machine? Waiting on hold? Online? Never on time? And always on your dime? Like your worth is only calculated by your net worth. In a world full of numbers, it's nice to know there's a place where you're not one. Connect First Credit Union. Bank on a brighter future. All right, Samantha, you get first pick this year. What is going to be your Christmas movie pick? Um, I hope you're ready because we are going to watch the Lindsay Lohan return Falling for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Return. What do you mean by Return? Is well, this a new movie? It's a brand new movie. It just came out um, November 10th of this year. Oh, it's a new new. It's new new. And oh. this is like Lindsay Lohan's return to acting. And she is classic Lindsay Lohan again. You've used the word classic a lot. Yeah. Is this a justified use of the word classic? Yes. Okay. Um, She seems like happy and healthy. If you know Lindsay Lohan, she's had like some rough years. In between, uh, like, when she was at her peak of acting. What would you consider her peak? Like, Mean Girls? Mean Girls, Freaky Friday, basically any movie where she had red hair. Is she a teenager at that point? Or, like, young 20s? I think she's young 20s. Okay. Um, And then, uh, so she's now all grown up 
and happy. <laughs> and uh, how I have a very little concept of Lindsay Lohan. Actually, I've seen um, Mean Girls. And that might be it. Oh. I think I might have been away for a lot of her peak, like outside of the English speaking world. Mm -hmm. So I think I missed a lot of that. So I don't know much about her. She also did a lot of like teen girl movies as opposed to like widely marketed movies. Oh, but that's usually kind of my one of my (laughs) niches. True. I'm actually surprised you don't know. So she's 36 now. I uh, definitely back and she's got a three movie deal with Netflix. So this is the first of her three movies. Are they all going to be Christmas? I don't know. Actually, there hasn't been any more information released on what they are. That would be fun if it was like one a year. That, yeah. that would be like a new tradition for a lot of people. I Absolutely. Um, so this movie, I don't want to give too much away and we're not going to watch a trailer because trailers are dumb and it's, I was watching it to see if we could watch it without giving away the movie. And it's literally just like a sped up version of the movie. So <laughs> I, no I really want to do my thing where I guess a plot based on very little. Sure. What's the title again? Falling for Christmas. Is there a little literal fall or does it take place in the fall? Uh, no, there's a literal fall. Does someone injure themselves? Yes. Is it something that prohibits their movement or their mental capacity? Mental capacity. Do they have amnesia? Yes. Do they get taken into a family and the family plays it off as you should always be here? Maybe. Maybe. Is it kind of like Overboard? I don't know what Overboard is. Overboard was (laughs) a movie where a woman... um, conks herself on her head and then a uh, father and sons say like yeah you're our mom you belonging here and this is your life and then she like gets accustomed to it then when she her memories return she's like yeah you know what maybe i should be here <laughs> although i saw that once when i was like 12 so that might not actually be what happens but is that what happens in this movie i'm not telling you anymore <laughs> okay that makes me feel like i'm getting close other christmas traditions for movies of the last 10 years is there a does it take place in a small Christmassy town yes is one of the characters from the big city sort of yeah is that the person who gets amnesia maybe does Lindsay Lohan play a big city I don't know real estate tycoon or something um but she's a, a she's rich and lives a privileged life and then gets conked on the head and it's in a small town. I don't know what she's doing there. Maybe she's a reporter doing a bit on the small town. But either way, um, like some Christmas tree farmer or um, maple syrup harvester meets <laughs> her. And then she's uh, free of her pretensions of her big city life and learns the appeal of this small town simple life. Oh, well, I guess we'll have to watch and find out. Okay. That makes me think I might be close. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to watch this one again because I watched it uh, right at the, the week after it came out. And uh, it was uh, just like a fun, you know, fluffy Christmas movie. Did it fill you with Christmas cheer? It did. How about Good Tidings? I don't know. Okay. Well, we'll see. I don't know that I've ever been filled with Good Tidings. What? Really? No. Oh, I'm usually... F- Full of good tidings at Christmas. Good tidings and cookies. Oh, yeah, true. Lots of cookies for you. Okay, well, uh, we are going to watch Falling for Christmas, which came out November 10th, 2022. Wait, aren't you going to, like, pitch it to... Because right now, they're just going off my hypothetical one. Oh, 
what is what is something that can entice people outside of the return of, of Lindsay, Lindsay Lohan? Lohan. Um, well, it's Christmassy. Okay. <laughs> Are there any other names in it that we'd know? Cord Overstreet, who was in Glee. I don't okay. think you'll know who he is. I don't know. Um, but I'm sure people out there do. It's Cord from Glee, everyone. Jack Wagner. And then I don't know that there is like a bunch of names in because this. Because when you have Lindsay Lohan, what else do you need? And it's got her sister Allie Lohan in it. Oh, is she an actor as well? Um, I believe so. Um, I don't really know much about her career. I haven't really followed her because she's not Lindsay. Right. Um, so yeah, so it, it's uh, got quite a diverse cast, uh, which is what movies now have. Oh. Um, the lots of like the modern Christmas movies do try really hard to make the cast more ethnically diverse, which is I think I think people are doing more now. You're coming down on that uh, very neutrally. Are you against that? No, no, okay. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm. You're just like, well, that's what people do now. <laughs> Well, I'm saying it like that because I'm not in the movie industry and I don't make casting decisions. Not yet. Not yet? Yeah, well, I I assume people will listen to our podcast and be like, well, those two know what they're doing. You, you, You tap into the zeitgeist. Do I? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. You know, you know the feel of movies today. Uh, true. Me, I. I am. I'm talking about 1950 samurai movies I'm up here. I'm the current movie expert. Yeah. You are the classic movie expert. I'll take it. Okay, yeah. So I don't want to give too much away because, like the trailer, I think if I give away a bunch of plot points, it will ruin the movie for you. Maybe we can give them some keywords. Would you say Christmas? Christmas. Is it romantic? Yes. Is it funny? Uh, it has its moments. Yeah. It's more light. It's light. It's not dramatic, perhaps. No, not dramatic. Is it short? It's 93 minutes. Perfect. (laughs) I love a quick... Is there good music? Uh, Yeah, there's some good music in it. Um, Good fashion. Okay. Um, Lindsay Lohan wears a lot of really cute outfits. Does it look like a pretty Christmas village? Yes. All right. Or is it big city Christmas? Uh, So it's set in a ski resort town. Okay. All right, now I think I know the plot a little more. Um, And yes, there is a head injury. Right, right. Okay. All right, well, that sounds like the makings of a Christmas... Classic. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we'll see you next week when Indy tells me his brutally honest opinions about falling for Christmas. It's probably going to be super fun. Probably, yeah. And it's available on Netflix? It's available on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. The poster says only on Netflix. Boom, boom. Yeah. That was my Netflix. Oh, not, a... not Law & Order. No, that was a really good Netflix. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Did you practice that? <laughs> no, why would I practice? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know how when I'm in the shower, you can always hear me going, <laughs> just doing different levels of bum, bum. No, no. Bum, bum. Oh, wait. Yeah, there it is. I was wondering what you were doing in there. <laughs> <laughs> Practicing my Law & Order sound. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, everybody, we'll see you next week for another Christmas episode of I Love This, You Should Too. Oh, and we are going to have a slightly different release schedule for the month of December. We are still doing one episode a week, but we'll probably be releasing on Fridays because we wanted to make sure we get in an episode before Christmas because who wants to listen to a Christmas review two days after Christmas? Exactly. Okay, we'll see you next week. Ho, ho, ho. There it is. That's what we're all waiting for. Classic. (laughs) Bye. Bye, everyone.
can do the whole song because the song is a minute 50. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha